program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. We're all sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. Another edition of the tailgate. Pat Dooley going solo today. Uh, we are hoping to have some uh, former Florida greats in here. Uh, we are live from Steve Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, where they're having the uh, golf tournament. Well, they're having the party for the golf tournament for the Leonard George Willie Jackson Endowment. So uh, we're hoping to get a couple of people in here uh, eventually as we go forward. I mean, the, the party doesn't start till 5, but uh, hopefully in the 4 o'clock hour we can get somebody. Or in the 5 o'clock hour, whenever we get them, we get them. Uh, we just have to wait for people to get here. Uh, but um, certainly it ought to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm glad, in a way, that Jeff's not here because to listen to how angry he probably was about what happened last night and how Florida blew another game. And, you know, we, I talked about this the other day that, you know, to be special at this university in sports, you have to be really good to be considered a special team. It's not like that everywhere. You know, I mean, here it is different. There's no question about it in terms of what what you have to do to be special. And we, as we know, and, and as far as we, with baseball and softball, we talked about this the other day, if you don't go to Omaha, you don't go to Oklahoma City, you can't be special. You're just, you're just another team. And games like that last night make me wonder whether this team has any chance of doing something like that. You know, again, they may get – I mean, if you didn't watch the game, and I stuck there with it the whole night, wasn't real happy when it ended. And and the funny thing is, as soon as it ended, I went, turned it off, went to bed, don't let it bother you. But Florida really didn't – obviously didn't get the usual Hunter Barco performance. He was – uh, off a little bit early, gave up the two runs early. They're down 4-2, but they come back, they tie it up. And then Judd Fabian hits a two-run bomb to center to give them a 6-4 lead. And as he's rounding the bases, he blows kisses to his family, which is okay. I don't have a problem with that. He does it every time he does. He hits a home run. His family sits over in the same place all the time. But, of course, Georgia gets fired up about that. But that's not why Florida lost. Florida lost because they may have stayed with Slater too long. And when they did put him in the game, or when they had him in the game in the, in the ninth inning, he hit a guy, walked a guy. But they still had a chance to win the game. And then they get a couple opposite field. Two pitches that Blake Purnell threw resulted in three runs, and Florida loses the game. And Purnell was, of course, lights out against FSU. But sometimes that's just the way it works out. Um, you got to find a way to win those games. And to lose a game like that, certainly not good um, for Florida. Um, but, you know, Brandon Sproat is going to go tonight. They announced that already today. Uh, of course, he's been kind of their second guy, and but not he's been great sometimes and not great others. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But that was a – 
that was a uh, a crippling loss to to lose on a, in walk off fashion a game you were trying to steal. It reminded me a little bit of that game in um, in at Texas A&M in basketball when Florida was trying to kind of steal that win. They didn't play great, but they had a chance to win at the end and, and then couldn't get it done. Somebody makes a shot, somebody makes a free throw, whatever it is. Uh, same way with baseball. Somebody hits the ball the, the other way. Got to give them credit um, to Georgia. But I don't know. I, look, maybe this is a turning point. Maybe it's a, it's just another step in a, in a season that's not going to be – Anything special is what I talk about. Special. It's hard to be special. Like, look, if you name the special teams in the history of Florida football, in the history of Florida football, obviously anybody who wins the it's different. If you win the SEC in football, you're looked at differently than in any other sport. I think in basketball, you can't even tell me probably how many – what SEC championships Florida won in basketball? We all remember the one in 89, I think it was. No, what year was that? Not 89, 88, I think it was. Now, whatever it was. I had just gotten here when they, uh, it was, maybe it was, yeah, anyway. See, I this is that's how big a deal it is. But no, in football, I can tell you, everyone, of course, 84, which I count. I won't count 85 because they knew they weren't playing for it. it. It took the pressure off. They thought they were playing for a championship in 84. And even though they they took it away from them, okay, fine. I mean, that's the rules that you guys went by, and Tennessee started the coup. They got it done. But that 84 team will always be thought of that way, just the way the 90 team is always thought of as an SEC champ. None of those guys did anything wrong. It was ridiculous what happened. Uh, but then the other teams, 91, obviously, 93, 94, 95, 96, 2000, 06, 08. Those teams are all special, okay? They're all special. But, like, the one of the best teams in the history of and, – and Coach Spur has talked about this. One of the best teams in the history of Florida football was the 2001 team. But they're not special. You know why? They didn't win anything. They won the Orange Bowl. Boo. Hoop-dee-doo. None of those Dan Mullen teams were special. Winning the division is not enough. That doesn't make you special. And that's the way it is in all sports at Florida. You've got to do certain things to be special. So, I don't know. It's, it's very discouraging what happened with baseball last night, especially when you sit there and watch the whole thing. I will say this. In my old age, and as we all know, I'm getting older every every second, when I'm watching uh, uh, the Gators play in any sport, basketball, football, I will say that football's different. Basketball, baseball for sure, softball kind of, although less. Um, in, those main, in those sports, it ain't over until you get to the last couple of innings or last five minutes. And that's when it all happens. And it's gotten to a point in my life where I'm taking that NBA approach. And that was the old thing about the NBA. NBA, turn on the last five minutes. That's all you need to watch. And I totally agree. And that's all I will – believe me, I don't watch any NBA. But I will – in the playoffs, I'll get into it. 
and I'll be rooting for teams, but I won't watch the whole game. Why would you watch the first quarter of an NBA game? For the artistry? The pageantry? The noise? No. And same, I'm getting that way with, like, baseball, like with this Florida team especially. Like, okay, guys, uh, let me turn it on the seventh, see how you finish out. Same way, way it was with basketball this year. I was like, the first half doesn't even mean anything. What, what, why are they even playing the first half? Just start at the, at the, with a tie game in the second half. Just start there. We'll go from there. Anyway, that's kind of the way I looked at it. Um, by the way, uh, Anthony DeRuzzi, no big surprise here. Of course, here's a guy who's married, got his degree, um, but he's announced for the NBA draft, but obviously is not going to be an NBA draft pick. Uh, he, I don't know where he'll end up. I, I, I'm sure he's got things in mind, maybe to go to Europe and play over there, and, and a guy like him could be a, a good player over there. Uh, and then, you know, maybe he can bulk up a little bit and even get better and maybe make his jump shot better. And <clears throat> You never know. There is a template, and that template is named Udonis Aslan, who went to Europe, lost a bunch of weight because, as he told me, he hated the food. And uh, so he didn't eat much. So he lost a ton of weight, also became this lean, mean fighting machine, and is still on the roster for the Miami Heat. He doesn't play very much. He just yells at Jimmy Butler. So, you know, good for DeRuji. Look, DeRuji's last year was not ideal. I mean, he was playing well early, and then Castleton got hurt, and he had to kind of, he had to kind of shoulder the load there. Uh, but it's almost like when Castleton came back, and we've talked about this in the show, he wasn't the same player. He wasn't as good. And he didn't really have that game where you went, you know, because I think DeRuji was a guy that they needed to get 12 and 6 from every game, always. That was like the the minimum of what you needed from him, 12 and 6 at least. But he didn't. Get, he quit giving him that. And I don't know why. I don't know if it was – Mentally, it, it, it got tough for him, or, or physically it got tough for him, and he had the sprained ankle there at the end. But anyway, he will not be back. And I, I get And I know that this is going on all over in college basketball. In fact, I th- I th- I'm pretty sure I read this correctly. Right now, LSU has no scholarship players from last year's team. None. Zero. They've all either gone pro or hit the transfer portal, or, tra- or already transferred. There's none. Because, look, they came there to play for Will Wade and get paid illegally, not through NIL, just get paid you know, cash money, finance offers. And now they're all gone. They're all gone, which is amazing when you think about it. Um, and that was, I, I will say that that was, that was a team that could have been a lot better. Now, I know the injuries were a problem. But um, obviously what was swirling around them was something that was constantly a, an issue. And then, you know, right before the tournament, you find out your coach is fired. You don't have much of a chance there. There's no question about it. So, uh, all right, Florida had a football scrimmage on uh, Thursday. And while we were not able attend- to attend, there were people that did. And look, it was there was no big surprises by what happened there. They They had a good workout but I, I I did like what Billy Napier had to say afterwards 
after the game, after the scrimmage that they had. You know that look, the expectations are high here, and, and this this is like music to the ears of all Gator fans. The expectations are high, and there are no excuses. Okay, good. Well, that was kind of the Steve Spurrier philosophy of walking in here and saying no excuses. Quit making excuses, guys. I mean, that was, we talked about culture change a little bit yesterday. That was the, the biggest culture change for Coach Spurrier was to walk in here and say, I don't want to hear about having to play Auburn and Georgia back-to-back. Just go beat them. Go beat them both. Think how bad they'll feel and think how good you'll feel. He didn't care about that kind of stuff. And I think Billy, I, 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 I will say this. I think of all the coaches that have been at Florida since Coach Spurrier got here as the ambassador, and it's only been five years, but he's been through three coaches. I think there is a real, and I may be way off on this, and maybe I'll ask Coach about it Monday. Because if you don't know, Monday on my podcast, uh, Coach Spurrier is on every Monday, and it's un- unbelievable the the luck I walked into by having that. Um, but I want to ask him about that. You know, just uh, I think he's I think he kind of sees himself as a little bit of a uh, I don't want to say I don't want to even say mentor to Billy Napier, but I think there is a little there was there's some give and take from just the conversations I've had with Coach Spur. I haven't still haven't spoken only to Billy Napier. I've been to press conferences where he was at and been on Zoom calls, but not um, and and I don't know that I I guess I will when I introduce him to the quarterback club in a couple of weeks. So uh, so we got all that going on uh, in the scrimmage. You know, it, it, not a whole lot happened, but it, it sounds like they, look they've got two pretty good running backs, but they're they're out of tight ends. They're down to zipper. Is the only tight end. Um, you know, one one uh, there've been some injuries to different players and yeah, that's a position that Billy uses. I mean, he plays a tight end in almost every play. So yeah, that's not good when you're, when you're down to one. So they uh, obviously, and he talked about this last night, depth is going to be a major issue for this team. That's all the bottom line. It's going to be a problem all year. And you almost feel like, don't fall in love with this team too early. Like if they can get this, I, I know Andy Staples was on Feinbaum the other day, and, and he said what I've been saying all along, which I think we agree on. Uh, I don't think anybody has a tougher opening two games than Florida with with um, you know obviously with Utah and then uh, and then Kentucky right afterwards. Now they're both at home, which you would think would be better, and you think the crowd will be really energized for Utah. They not seen them in here in a long time, and they also are first game, first year game with a coach. So it'll be a lot of energy. But in the end, energy helps you. Energy doesn't win games. Crowds don't win games. They help you win games. They don't win them. You still got to go play. Still got to go get things done. Let's just say they get through those games. Go to Tennessee and get in week four, somehow steal a win there. Where they'll feel this lack of depth is down the road. Um, you know, like when we when they when they get to Georgia, you know, stuff like that. 
that's where depth is just going to be a huge factor. By the way, um, just some breaking news coming out. Jacob deGrom expected to miss significant time with a scalpula issue, scalpula injury. Oh, well, that's the way it goes, right? And starting, uh, what, is it Tuesday opening day? Wednesday opening day? Well, no, it'd be Thursday opening day. Yes, because today is April 1st. One thing about April 1st I did want to say before we go to our first break, and we'll start, we'll open up the phones for your calls. Uh, again, we're going to get some guys in here eventually uh, as they, they start to filter in here uh, closer to the 5 o'clock hour, but we'll get some guys in. So if you want to get calls in, this is a good time if you want to complain about anything or talk about anything. But this is my least favorite day of the year every year, April 1st, and the reason is because I don't like people putting stuff on, especially in newspapers or, and the, I know the alligator used to do this. I don't know if they still do it, but they put it on Twitter and stuff. Look, somebody had a good joke today. I think it was Barrett Salee. Well, there's a lot of stuff on Twitter that's not true because it's April Fool's Day, just like it always is not true. But there were some things that I saw. I mean, there was somebody sent something about, and the PGA Tour official letterhead, the caddies were being banned from the tour, and you're like, you're starting to read, and you're like, what? How can they even think to do? This is, oh, uh, it's April 1st. And then somebody put a thing up about the trophy being broken at Georgia. And we all wish that would happen, but it didn't happen because it's April 1st. I never have liked April Fool's Day. I'm not going to April Fool's any of you about anything we're just going to do a regular radio show with one fool, and that's Pat Dooley. So we'll take a break. We'll come back, and we'll talk about some of the other things that have been going on, including the gymnastics team last night and what they'll be doing tonight. You're listening to The Tailgate, ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Ellie Shreve. This weekend is a busy one for Gator sports. Tonight, Gator baseball continues their series against the Georgia Bulldogs. Catch coverage here at 5.55 PM. Also tonight, Gator softball is on the road to take on the Auburn Tigers as Gator volleyball travels to face off with the UCF Knights. On Saturday, Gators Gymnastics will compete in the NCAA Regional Final Round in Auburn. Also on Saturday, Gator Track and Field will compete in the Pepsi Florida Relays. On Sunday, Gators Lacrosse is on the road to take on Cincinnati, while Florida Men's and Women's Tennis will take on the Vanderbilt Commodores. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ellie Shreve. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hey Gator Nation, it's Jamil here from the Mealy Pop Shop. Gainesville is home for all things sports cards, collectibles, memorabilia, autographs, Pokemon, Funko Pop, comics, coins, and more. Just wanted to share with you information about our new website, MealyPops.com. Well, Jamil, the website is fantastic. I was on there last night. You've got a ton of sports cards, Pokemon boxes, and packs. I even jumped into one of the online breaks, and guess what? I want some sweet stuff. Yeah, man, the website's got links to even all our social media accounts and info on the shop. We can't list everything on the store, so come on by the shop for a selection over 1 million cards and unopened boxes and packs. 
Remember, mealypops.com, M-E-E-L-Y-P-O-P-S.com. And we are also open every Tuesday through Sunday, located here in town by the Santa Fe College sign off 39th Avenue. Thank you so much for your support, Gator Nation. And as always, go Gators! There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. Oh, cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. Yeah, exactly. okay. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. Well, everybody knows that Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. However, since we opened our doors in 1971, we've been the community partner with over 600 scholarships awarded through our Meldon Law Scholar-Athlete Program, as well as our Veterans Making a Difference initiative. Meldon Law has offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. MeldonLaw.com, where we won't back down. WRUF Radio Your source for sports Every second of every hour of every day You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM 8.50 AM WRUF The home of the Florida Gators This is Gator soccer coach Tony Amato And you are listening to The Tailgate With Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM 8.50 AM WRUF anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, welcome back. We are at Steve Spurrier's Gridiron Grill again today. Uh, we are here mainly because of the uh, big party they're going to have tonight, starting at 5 o'clock. If you want to come out here, you can see some of the greatest skaters of all time. Wes Chandler is going to be here, Carlos Alvarez. Riddell was here last night. I think Danny might be here. I'm not hundred. I'm not. Don't. I'm not committing to that. I've heard that he may be here. Okay, I'm not committing to him being here, unless Danny's listening to the show. He can call in and and tell me that he's definitely going to be here. Um. So the, uh, that'll be going on at five o'clock, and then they're going to go upstairs and have a a great time at Visors. Um. And this is all for the golf tournament that they're going to have tomorrow. For at, over at uh, UF Golf Course, Mark Bostic Golf Course, for the Willie Jackson Leonard George Endowment Fund, which is a great cause, and we'd love to see that happening. Um, uh, Coach Dickey will be here as well. We had Jimmy Dew on. We had Nat Moore on. I'll see Nat. Hopefully, I think Nat may be bringing me that helmet. I'm hoping he does. In fact, I just heard today from uh, somebody who has got my Kerwin Bell helmet. I'm excited about that. So that may be all the helmets I end up getting. But I know I've got about eight for the tournament this year. Um, 
All right, so I did want to talk about gymnastics last night because I, I got up this morning. I said, oh, man, I never, I don't even know what happened with gymnastics because I, I was kind of into that baseball game. Oh, <laughs> my mistake, I guess. But uh, so I, I, I immediately start to read, and I go to the NCAA website, which was a huge mistake, and they had screwed it all up. And according to them, Auburn participated in two regionals in two different cities. Which I don't, that would have been a heck of a thing. And at first I thought Auburn didn't make the regional uh, finals, but they did. So it'll be Florida and Auburn. Florida had a great, a great uh, meet last night. 198. They were up, uh, what was it, 198, 125. And if those of you know gymnastics, you know that's a, 198s are what you're hoping to get. That's what you want to get the last day. You know, you you want it every day. Sometimes you're not setting up to have a 198 score. Let's face it, early, especially early in the season. But certainly this time of the season, you do. And uh, and they did, and they did had a great meet. Uh, but Auburn did qualify, and then Kentucky will also be in the finals. That'll be Saturday at six o'clock. I don't know if it's on TV. Um, I I you regionals usually aren't even regional finals, but it may be. I, I, there's so much going on this weekend. Uh, obviously, most of it, almost all of it, is out of town. It's kind of funny that way, the way it works. Obviously, with baseball being in Georgia, uh, softball uh, being out of town, uh, gymnastics being out of town. Uh, but, that, again, Saturday is still what what matters. And Last night, they were unbelievable. T- uh, Trinity Tom- Thomas is just it's almost like she's gymnasting with a vengeance. Is that, that's a new word I just invented, gymnasting. But she's tumbling with a vengeance. How about that? Because she is just saying, I, I want to get I want all tens. Can I get all tens? She might get I, – I, has anybody in NCAA history got four tens in a meet? I could see her doing it. It, it would be possible. I think at one point one judge would go, eh, let me give her nine nine five. I don't. I don't want somebody to get four tens. She got two last night. And now again, I think there's a little bit of it's in the back of Jenny Rowland's mind that in 2019 they were they had an unbelievable first uh, first round, and then they got to the second round, or where, where you get to go to Fort Worth if you win, or if you're in the top two, and they didn't make the top two. They had some problems. And didn't qualify even for the finals. So in the national finals, so they know that they're not going to go conservative. I know that they'll go hard, and they're really. Uh, I think this is an exceptional team. It, it's so funny to me how whenever you hear an interview with Jenny Rowland, who I like so much, you know, I didn't think I could like anybody more than Rhonda Fain because Rhonda Fain was great to me, and she was really nice. Uh, but but Jenny's the same way, and I, I really like her. Um, but how she always refers to the Gators. She's always saying Gators. Gators this, Gators that. You know, the Gators really were good tonight they, instead of our, our girls or our ladies, whatever. She's the uh, Gators. She's always getting – and I, I love it. I love that about her. It's one thing that makes you want to love her. All right, 392-8255 is the number to call if you want to talk about anything. Uh, of course, you can talk. And by the way, I mentioned 
what the women are going to be doing tonight, uh, the women gymnasts will be going to softball in Auburn as Auburn and Florida face off. I think, let me look here because I had this earlier for my podcast. They are, that game starts at 7. So they play at 7 tonight. Um, baseball plays at 6 tonight. I don't think it's on TV, but some people have TVs that they can get almost anything on. I used to be like that. I used to get be able to get almost anything. But now, for some reason, the TV in my office, I have a hard time with it, getting certain games on. And since I do, um, you just don't – I just go, eh, I don't want to go out there. I don't want, I don't want to go to another room. And I, I'm very comfortable right here. So I just won't – I'll watch Two Broke Girls or something like that, as we said before. All right. Let us uh, get a couple calls in. Uh, Gator Man's up. Talk about some Gators football. What's up, Gator Man? Gator Man. Can you hear me? Can he, can, am I on the air? (laughs) Gator Man, what's up? What's going on, Pat? You doing all right today? I'm doing good, yeah. All right, all right. I'll give you my prediction right now for the women's men. Final four right quick. Duke, 79. North Carolina, 76. Jimmy Kansas, 71. Villanova, 67. For the women's go, Jimmy uh, Louisville, 78. South Carolina, 73. Jimmy Stanton, 78. There, huh? And UConn, 74. So, on to my top 10. I got the top 10 region. The Gator fans should be optimistic about football and basketball. This is a coming season. Number 10, the Gator haters think it will be awful. So that's a good sign. Number nine, you have new beginnings. Number eight, you got new attitudes and the transport portal. Number seven, you got no more lazy coaches. You got some go-getters out there now. Number six, everybody has question marks. Number five, the University of Florida will survive. They always have. Number four, the Golden Touch and Dollar Bill, what better duo? Number three, look for better recruits. Number two, a better coaching staff. And number one, there ain't been one Gator Nation, and that is the Gator Nation. The Gator Man has been on, and the Gator Man is gone. <laughs> all right. All right, Gator Man. That's good. Appreciate the call. Um, you know, one thing that I did see from that Mike Peterson interview the other night, was and he said this and let me tell you what and I've I've got a lot of examples of this is that they aren't I mean they they are expecting maximum effort for everything every single person does in that building and that that is a, a good sign to see that, uh, that kind of a commitment to detail and commitment to work. So we'll see how that goes. All right, we got to get another break in. We are live at Steve Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. If you want to come out here uh, and see a bunch of great Gators uh, who will be out here later in the day, uh, about 5 o'clock, they're going to do a little thing, and then we'll, they're going to go upstairs for their thing. But hopefully we'll grab a couple of them when they get here as they roll in to uh, come on the show. We look forward to that. Uh, we'll take a break right now. You're listening to The Tailgate, Pat Dooley going solo here on 
flagship of the Florida Gators. ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 AM. WRUF. Want to start a career with a local company that's been in business for almost four decades, proudly serves the growing needs of our community, and has excellent pay and benefits? Join the quality plumbing team today. From high school grads to apprenticeships, journeymen to master plumbers, quality plumbing can help you build a rewarding career in a high-demand industry. Earn while you learn. Endless opportunities for advancement in job security. Visit qualityplumbing.com today to learn more. License number CFC043073. The springtime is packed with Gator Sports, and it gives us a great chance to show off the Gator gear. Let everybody know who you're rooting for. So you probably already have enough shirts and tanks and tees and hats, but I bet you don't have enough accessories to accompany the orange and blue. But with one visit to Oaks Jewelry, they'll get you looking as good as the Gators do on the field. For more than 30 years, Oaks Jewelry has been making people all over town sparkle with a great selection of quality fine jewelry at the best possible prices. Engagement rings, necklaces, bracelets, diamonds, pendants, handbags, watches, and just watch all the compliments that you'll get with a piece you pulled from Oaks Jewelry. A proud member of the Gainesville Area Chamber of Commerce, Oaks Jewelry is the one-stop shop for all your jewelry needs. Check them out online at oaksjewelry.com or find them on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic, to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch breaks in between the many jobs from game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook we're here to help whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete so check them out online at adamsribco.com but be prepared to drool when you see the menu or better yet stop by their dining location on 13th street or the place that northwest gainesville has fallen in love with the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd right across the street from Publix. If you still can't find them, just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. Yes, it's hot out. An obvious observation that everybody knows about, and the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water, and they're going to be there to take care of you. 100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call. 333-0460. Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC, 1249384. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. It was nice to get a brief break from shower and thunderstorm activity today. Dry conditions, I think, will continue through the overnight hours. Partly cloudy skies and lows fall into the middle 50s by early tomorrow morning. By the afternoon, clouds will begin to increase and rain and thunderstorm chances will also move in, especially later in the day. Some of the storms may be on the strong side, especially south of Ocala, drying out by Sunday. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. The bottom 
lot about the quarterback situation is because they're so important, and there are only so many of them that are actually elite. Either you have one or you don't. So what happens when someone doesn't have one? They start squinting and seeing what they want to see. Daniel Jones, yeah, he can run and he can throw. That's why the Mitchell Trubisky thing was all right, because based on what was available for them, they went out and got the most athletic guy. They How's that look now? He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. From pylon to pylon, we are your home for all things football. 63 touchdown, and the ball game is tied. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is University of Florida President Kent Fox, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, we are back live at Steve Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. We are out here uh, for the big party tonight with um, all the great Gators from yesteryear for the Leonard George Willie Jackson Endowment Golf Tournament that is tomorrow. And you can come out here and uh, meet some of the, get some autographs, meet some of the greatest Gators of all time. Now, it is more my era, guys. I will say that, you know. Like I said before, that when I had Wayne Fields on my podcast, Wayne Fields, there's a picture in the Gainesville Sun we had blown up that of me and Robbie with our and our brothers with our hands raised up in the air when he was running back an interception for a touchdown. Jimmy Debose, one of my favorite players of all time, um, Carlos Alvarez, who I think should be in the Ring of Honor, and that is it is called the Ring of Honor. You can't get anybody more honorable than Carlos Alvarez. Wes Chandler, who should probably be in the Ring of Honor either, too. Well, guys like that are going to be out here. So, yeah, this is definitely my era uh, for the most part. Although there are going to be some other guys here as well from uh, earlier er- or later eras. Um, but, again, it's, there's, there's a ton of them are going to be out here if you want to come out here at about 5 o'clock. Uh, that's when they're going to start doing some autograph stuff, and then they'll have their party at 6. And their golf tournament tomorrow. Uh, let's go ahead. Three nine two eight two five five is the number to call. We will go to the phones at Tennessee. Mike's up. What's up, Mike? Hey, what's going on, Pat? Sounds like a huge night at Spurrier's joint. Always is. Always is, man. Yeah. They're always hopping out here. Yeah, I've seen the pictures. It looks like a fabulous place. I'm starting to think that place is the Empire State Building to Hogtown. It's a pretty big uh, joint there for you guys these days. Sounds like you're always well. Out. It's yeah, but it's not tall. I mean, it's it's big, but it's not. <laughs> it's only two stories, so. Yeah. Um, hey, Pat, it uh, sounded like you might have – I called yesterday, had a little phone trouble. It sounded like you might have been uh, baiting me a little bit or trolling, I guess, to use your word, bringing up some old uh, seasons. I think you mentioned the 84 and the 90 uh, season starting the show. I uh, thought I'd uh, throw a mem- go down memory lane with you real quick, and then I have a question for you about the Gator Chomp, probably your favorite thing. Okay. Hey, Pat, um, you know the uh, 90 deal? I, I know Spurrier brings that up a lot, and you mentioned it. When you go into a season on probation – it's just let everything fly. I mean, hell, you're on probation. You're not going to anything. Go for it on fourth down. It's just a different mentality. Spurrier's a competitor. I see where he's coming from. Florida was number one in the standings. Of course, Tennessee blasted Florida 45-3 to that year. Were you at that game? I was not. I remember watching it, and they actually were showing it on a big TV in downtown Gainesville. And at halftime, it's 7-3, and I'm like, man, they're in this game. Watch, watch what they do in yeah, the second half. Yeah. And then Dale Carter ran back the kickoff, yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, right. But I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm, I see where I'm, I'm like Spurrier, man. Put it out if you're number one in the standings. I see where he's coming from. But if you come into a season on probation, you can just kind of let it fly. So there, well, he didn't come in on probation. Game. The the game that was during the season that it was given to him. Yeah, well, he was on probation that night. They were on probation. They got it early that year. Best I recall. Yeah, I think it was it was two angles. games in. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you know that, I mean, you just let it fly. You know, you're the you're the villain. Let it fly. But um, you know, there are two other interesting things about that '90 season. And by the way, I know the guy that runs the uh, Hall of Fame in Tennessee. If next time you're up here, give me a holler and I'll show you that 1990 SEC trophy if you want to see it. But uh, two interesting things on that '90 season. Also, you might might, or might not be aware of uh, Tennessee had a pretty big hangover over after that. That was my freshman year at Tennessee. Huge parties, you might imagine, up this way. Next week, Johnny crapped the bed nine to six against Gene Stallings, and that was pretty much it for Johnny. Yeah, well, and, they, and, and, and that happened to yeah, them in, again in '92 when they they beat Florida, and then they they went out and started. They lost three games. Yeah, yeah, right. But the the, the deal here is that there's an Alabama angle here also. Tennessee was heavily favored in in '90. That was Gene Stallings' first year at Alabama, and um, Alabama pulled it off nine six crazy game. But um, not only was that pretty much it for Johnny, that was also Gene Stallings was kind of viewed as a loser coming out of the what Phoenix Cardinals at the time. And that was uh, Gene Stallings' uh, statement, and bam, two years later, he won the national title. So there was that, you know, Spurrier brings up the standings, but there was a three-way bank shot on that 1990 season. Yeah. Actually, there's actually a fourth-way bank shot, Pat. Your boy, the Cattleman, was 16 years old in the Superdome against Virginia in the Sugar Bowl drinking hurricanes with braces on. How great's that? I don't know if it's great or not. Underage drinking. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe I, I, I don't condone that. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe not great for you guys, but a 16-year-old kid in New Orleans in the Sugar Bowl can't beat that. Talk about a great memory. Those New Orleans do, yeah. don't care. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think they card. I don't think they card down there in New Orleans, Pat. But no, hey, look. Sugar Bowl. I, I, I remember going. I was covering a Jacksonville University. I covered JU my first or second year out of college, right? So I covered Jacksonville University, and uh, they were playing. They were in the Sun Belt, so they were playing – at New Orleans. In New Orleans, the privateers played their games, their home games, in the Superdome. So here we are on the, on the floor of the Superdome. There can't be a 1,000 people in the stands. But along the sides, right by the press row, they're selling hurricanes. And I'm like, <laughs> in, in theory, I could just go up and buy a hurricane and drink it during the game. Nobody would say a word. Yeah, that- yeah, that, that, you know, anytime you go to New Orleans, that's it's a one of a kind deal. That 1990 Super Bowl was was a killer game. I hate you guys missed it. We're glad I was there. Hey, one last thing for you, pal, on the Gator Chomp. With Texas coming into the league, you brought this up earlier in the week. Um, what do they do in the Big Twelve on that? Do they penalize on that horns down stuff, or what do they actually do on that? They've kind of gone back and forth on that. I think they made a rule that you couldn't do it, and then everybody lost their minds. And they, I don't, I don't know where it is, but it doesn't really matter. I. I Obviously, it's something you're right that will have to be addressed. But where, you know, where does it stop? If you can do horns down, can you do the gator chomp if you score a touchdown? Yeah. Remember, John Kelly got a, a 15-yard penalty that was crucial yeah. in that yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, and, and of course, right, and you got to be consistent on that. And of course, gator players will do it too on the other end. But you know, I, I don't know where you, how you do that. I think you you really can't. Can, what's the difference? But here's between a, here's the difference. Chomp? Here's the difference. If if you're a, a Florida player doing the gator chomp. You're doing it to celebrate. When if you're a player of another team doing the Gator Chomp, you're doing it to mock. 
and and that's yeah, the like thing. A, like a town, like a town and call, like a town yeah, and call. and, and yeah, I think that's why. From I there. don't think it should be called for anything. I I think it's it's a dumb rule to have. Yeah, well, you know, in, you know, if you in, if you got a different team, there's something in your the school you don't like does that irritates you. With Florida State, it's probably the tomahawk chop. With Georgia, it's some dude barking in your face. Hey, look, dude, I the, live uh, I live for Braves baseball. I hate the yeah. tomahawk chop. Still, it yeah. it, it, it can't. I I well, I have to keep the sound down when I'm watching the Braves. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, but you're a commie though, so I love the I love the tomahawk chop with the Braves personally. But uh, mainly, it's just going to be interesting. Uh, Sankey's going to have to get his arms around that. You can't have one thing for horns down and one something for else for everybody else because we all know the throat slash. But that's not even taunting. They usually penalize that, don't they? Well, they don't always, but they're supposed to. And and, that, and again, that goes back to the inconsistency of officiating in this conference in in every sport, but it's. It's especially bad in terms of uh, taunting penalties. I, the, you know, sometimes it's a taunt, sometimes it's not, and yeah. I don't understand I, I, how the same thing can be done, but it's not always. Yeah. You know, like you said with the throat I, slash. I mean, there was a situation yeah. with the LSU last year where they they did a throat slash in the end zone yeah, right in front I, of the refs. They didn't call it. Yeah, I just think the main thing is don't do it in somebody's face. If you're going to do something to your own fans, I mean, d- dudes are going to do what they're going to do, but just don't do it in another team's face. And I think that's what taunting really is. Hanging up. How, how about this? The great Robert Gillespie, who of course is um, now an Alabama staff, um, he he got one for leading the Gator band after he scored a touchdown, and they started playing the song, the fight song, and he started leading them, and he got a 15 yard penalty. <laughs> You never know what you're going to get it for, and that's the problem. I mean, there should just be a – it should be easier to officiate than it is. That's the thing that drives me nuts. It shouldn't be that hard. Look, here's if, – if, whatever you make the rule, and we can argue back and forth about wh- how, how, what the rule should be, but whatever you make the rule, then do it. Then that's it. That is what the rule is. Here's what the rule is. Don't you can't do this. You can do this. If you do, if you, I, I don't think horns down. I got no problem with horns down. I don't have a problem with anybody doing the Gator chomp. Yeah, it irritates the crap out of Gator fans. So what? That's not the problem. That's not a big deal. If you're doing the throat slasher, you're doing, or you're flipping birds at people or whatever. That's different. It's not just doing the Gator chomp. I, I mean. I don't like to see it, but I don't think it's there's anything wrong with it. And I think the horns down when they come into the league, people want to do it. I don't think anybody, any SEC guys will get that excited about horns down. In the first place, most kids who are in the SEC right now don't remember when Texas was good. So Texas is, is not going to be an, an automatic rivalry. Um, that, that was a long time ago in a place far, far away. All right, we got to get our last break of the hour in, and then we'll be back and wrap up this first hour. You're listening to The Tailgate, ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Ellie Shreve. This weekend is a busy one for Gator sports. Tonight, Gator baseball continues their series against the Georgia Bulldogs. Catch coverage here at 5.55 p.m. Also tonight, Gator softball is on the road to take on the Auburn Tigers as Gator volleyball travels to face off with the UCF Knights. On Saturday, Gator's gymnastics will compete in the NCAA regional final round in Auburn. 
Also on Saturday, Gator Track and Field will compete in the Pepsi Florida Relays. On Sunday, Gators Lacrosse is on the road to take on Cincinnati, while Florida Men's and Women's Tennis will take on the Vanderbilt Commodores. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ellie Shreve. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. You've been hearing about it. Now it's here. IDC Spectacular Storewide Spring Sale, Friday through Sunday. You save up to 20% storewide. Plus, take advantage of up to three years zero interest financing. You know when International Diamond Center has a sale, it's the real deal. And this is the big one. Designers are here with their entire collections. Rings, earrings, bands, bracelets, and yes, thousands of engagement ring mountings. I mean, you can't miss this. Up to 20% savings storewide, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only at International Diamond Center. At Celebration Point on approved credit. It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down, so come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs, and see why Big Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. Hi, I'm the one they call James Bates, but my real name is Batesy. When I was your age, we never worried about being lit or glowing up or steez or anything like that. Uh-uh. Only thing we ever cared about was being freaking radical. I mean, high-key rad AF. And TBH, that's what I look for when I need t-shirts, pens, cups, and koozies, and the like. I go to RadWearDesigns.com. If you're not using Radwear Designs for your t-shirts, pens, cups, and koozies, then your stuff is probably sus. Like basic, and that's no cap. All lowercase. RadWareDesigns.com. Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi includes advanced security to help protect all your connected devices. You'll get real-time alerts. Oh, like this one. So you don't have to worry about malware. Or when your kid downloads a song from a shady link. And now all your computer can play is... Red color, red color, where are you? All blocked, thanks to advanced security, included with Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi. Advanced security must be enabled in the Panoramic Wi-Fi app. Restrictions apply. They're breaking all the rules at International Diamond Center this weekend with the biggest store-wide sale of the year. Extra savings on virtually everything. Friday through Sunday. Save up to 20% on all rings, earrings, pendants, bracelets, bands. It's our annual spring store-wide sale. Thousands of engagement ring mountings on sale. Plus an expanded selection of certified diamonds and all new designer jewelry. In these three days, you can enjoy up to three years zero interest financing. Don't miss this once-a-year event. This Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only. And only at International Diamond Center. At Celebration Point. Unapproved credit. You're busy. We get it. And that's why Florida Coast Equipment is here for you every Saturday morning. Here with the Kubota equipment you can depend on from professionals you can trust. From Kubota zero-turn mowers to LX and L-series tractors to the number one selling subcompact, the Kubota BX. Keep building that backyard oasis. Make time for that barbecue and spend some quality time with the kids. You deserve it. And you deserve the dependability you get with Kubota and Florida Coast Equipment. Visit us today in person or online at FloridaCoastEQ.com. Now open Saturdays from 8 till noon. We are your home for Florida Gators softball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Florida Gator head football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardoza and Pat Dewey, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, 
Some good news today, for me, anyway, because I love this guy. And we talked about him yesterday, I think it was. Uh, Todd Golden is bringing, this is from, I'm reading this from Thomas Goldcamp. Todd Golden is bringing Gators great Torian Green home, adding him to the staff as director of player development. He'll join the program when the NBA season ends. That is so great. I mean, bringing guys back like that. And, and I, I thought it was I, – and, again, I don't even know much about Carlin Hartman, who they hired yesterday, as the associate head coach. So that means basically the right-hand man. I just like that they hired somebody with a little bit of weather behind him, you know, with a little bit of grit put in, who is an older guy who has been around and seen a lot of things and – and can offer a lot of perspective to a younger coach. And I, I said this all the time with Mike White. I always felt like Mike, and again, and I mentioned this on my podcast today, I'm not going to uh, I'm not gonna sit here and rip, rip Mike, Mike White for the next two years, whatever. I, I like Mike a lot. I didn't think he should be fired, and he wasn't fired. And uh, But I, I do think he was a very sensitive man, and I think I don't know that he could get Florida where Florida fans want them to be, which is, I think, where everybody wants him to be, but I don't think I don't know he get, I don't know that he could get them there, and that's my opinion on him. I liked him very much, and uh, we got along. However, you know that was a decision the AD would have had to make, but he never had to make it because he he liked him too, and it, it eventually left. But that he, I always felt like he needed to get somebody older, somebody that had been around that. And that was, I think, the the move that that Billy made. You know, remember the remember the you know, he gets to the finals, loses to Michigan State, and then he goes five straight years, doesn't make it out of the first weekend, and he goes and gets Larry Scheid. I don't, I mean, I think Larry actually got there a year earlier, but gets somebody who knows defense, who's an older guy who can be a great confidant for him, uh, and it worked. <laughs> Obviously, they won two national titles with it. So. This this could be a really good move in him making this move and getting somebody a little bit older uh, and now bringing Torian Green back. Uh, Green back. And, again, it goes back to the same thing I, I've been saying um, with both these hires in men's basketball and in men's football. And I don't think there's women's football in Florida, as far as I know, unless you count powder puff. I, don't, I think there's still a powder puff team. Do they even call it that? Is that – Politically incorrect now to call it powder puff, or is it just women's football? Um, but you know, I everything they seem to do, I agree with. The only thing I would say I don't agree with that Billy Napier's done is move the spring game to a Thursday night. I don't understand that. I I know what he's saying. I don't bel- I don't think it is a big recruiting thing, unless. He knows something I don't know, and they're gonna. People are gonna show out on a Thursday night, which maybe they will. Maybe he's gonna get the student body so that it, they're. He's gonna give you a, a, a hint of what the student body expected of the student body. 
I know I'm doing a thing uh, for uh, Gators Wire on the five things that matter in spring in uh, the spring game and five things that don't. And look, there are a lot of things that do matter, and there are a lot of things that really don't matter. We always come back. In fact, I got to ask Coach Spur about this Monday on the podcast because he he's on every Monday about uh, the, the year Ian Skinner lit it up in the spring game. I think he caught. I, I'm again. Sometimes your memory is uh, you remember what how you want to remember it, but it may not have been. I think he was like like 120 yards over, uh, of pass catches in that game in the spring game, and then after the game, we're all like, we're, we're all going to – you do an Ian Skinner sidebar. You do – no, I'm going to do a column on Ian Skinner. And after the game, Spurrier announces, well, he's ineligible next year. What? <laughs> Why did you show him up? That, to me, tells you the importance of the actual spring game. They played a guy who wasn't going to be able to play. Uh, also, Mike Hill – or Mike White. I almost said Mike Hill. But he got a commitment today up at Georgia – uh, Justin Hill, don't I don't know much about basketball recruiting. I'm not even going to try. Uh, he is a uh, let's see what he it says he is anyway. You never know what these guys say. He looks like maybe a three star, probably a good player. Um, oh he's heck he's he's not even coming for two years. Eh, average 14 ga- points a game as a sophomore. All right. Well, good for you, Mike. And again, I'm not rooting against Mike Hill. I'm rooting against Georgia, like I am tonight. Like we all should be, all of America should be rooting against Georgia in baseball tonight because they play the Mighty Gators. They weren't mighty last night. We got a lot more to talk about in the second hour. We'll be joined by a couple of guests as well, and we'll um, we'll talk about the Final Four, what the spreads are, uh, who I like, who I'm picking to win in those games. Uh, obviously, that's coming up. We have uh, a lot more to get to. A uh, lot, lot going on this weekend. And it's going to be kind of a, I think it's going to be a kind of a couch weekend where you sit there and you watch, maybe you watch baseball, maybe you watch a little golf, maybe you watch a little this, that, and the other. Here's what I know. We have another hour of radio to do, and we will do it, and we will have fun doing it because we always do. Here on the tailgate, ESPN. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community, sponsoring shows like The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, live every weekday from 4 to 6. You can also join our podcast, Meldon Law and Friends, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and 37 audio platforms. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. Radiant Credit Union has the financing you need for all your outdoor fun. Whether you're fishing the flats, exploring rivers and springs, skiing around the lake, or camping in the great outdoors, Radiant has you covered. Our online application makes applying quick and easy, and our great rates will help you stick to your budget. Get financed for your next boat, 
RV, jet ski, or ATV at radiantcu.org outdoors. Radiant Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. Things have certainly got a little out of hand lately when it comes to just buying our everyday necessities. Just look at gas, streaming services, and heck, even chicken wings. Well, there is one necessity that shouldn't cost a ton, and that's taking care of yourself and helping fix all the aches and pains in life. And the fine folks at Titan MRI agree. With costs a fraction of what you'd pay at a hospital, you'll not only save money, you'll be taken care of by staff with over 20 years of scanning experience. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town and has offices in Gainesville and Lake City. And the great part about going there is you can park right out in front of the office. There's no long walks from a parking garage. The average scan time is just 15 minutes. So you can get back on your way with doing whatever it is you do in no time. With nothing but five-star reviews, they'll give you the five-star star treatment titan mri is a place where your doctors are sending their family so when you need an mri call titan first and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself this program is paid for by talking reds llc the tailgate with jeff cardozo and pat dooley is on the air quiet on the set we're all sound action you can be part of the show by calling 392 talk that's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. Time to tailgate. I've been there tailgating. I don't know if they tailgated Georgia for baseball. I've been there once for a baseball game. Back in the... Uh, in the Brad Wilkerson days. So I guess Jeff Cardoza was on that team too. Because that would have been 98. Yeah. And we went to a Braves game one, in the one night and then went to a, a – I remember because that was the last – I think it was the last Braves game I went to. They got beat 2 nothing by Jason Schmidt, who was pitching for the Giants. And I went, why do I come to baseball games? I mean, you never know if your team's going to win. You could have the greatest team in the world. You don't know if they're going to win. A baseball game? A baseball game? No. You have no idea. The best teams go 162, right? 110 and 52. That's 52 losses. can be hard. So, uh, but we, and we went over, uh, Karen was with me. Uh, we were dating at the time. And we went over to uh, the, uh, to the, to see, uh, Baseball game over there at Foley Field, and Florida won. That was a game. <laughs> Actually, we covered two games. That's right. I, I was there for two games. They lost game two, and they won game three. And there was a game where they tried to intentionally walk Brad Wilkerson, and he swung at a ball in the dirt just so that he they would have to pitch to him because they got ahead in the count, and they did. And he fouled out, and I'm like, man, Brad, you I know how great you are. Because any other coach would have pulled you out of the game right there. But he, Andy wasn't pulling him out. He didn't pull that guy out. He was that good. All right, let's go ahead and get some phone calls in here. Let's see what Patrick has for us here on the tailgate. 392-8255 if you want to get in. Patrick, what's up? Hey, Pat, how you doing? Good. Good. I uh, meant to call in the other day uh, about this spring game topic. Um, but – I actually think it's a really bold strategy and a good idea. Um, I don't know if anybody's talked about it, but if you saw what the Saturday slate is for 
that weekend, Alabama, Georgia, Miami, they all have their spring games that day. And to me, it's, it's telling uh, me that Billy Napier is thinking more about recruiting than he is about getting fans in to come for a glorified scrimmage. He wants to get people on campus, and he wants to make sure, like, and I believe it's Good Friday the next day, and I think the state of Florida, the public schools, have Good Friday off. The Catholic schools will as well. So he's focusing on getting these guys in, and he's pretty calculating guys. So I would imagine he's probably talked to a lot of these recruits to see if they would be coming to a Thursday night game before he just said, hey, we're going to have a Thursday night game. And it's just my joke. On that. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, look, he may be dead right about this. I, I just, to me, to have a Thursday night game basically says to the fans, here, you don't rank that high. You know, you're, we're not, we're not about because obviously people aren't going to come from out of town, whereas they might even come even for a Friday game. I know, is are you sure it's Good Friday? Because I know that's not Easter week. It's, uh, isn't the spring game um, on what, April? I forget what day it's. I, I think that it's Good Friday's the next day. Yeah, the 14th. So is good. Is it? I yeah. I don't know the. I don't have the yeah, calendar. Easter, Easter, Easter Sunday is, is right after that. Okay. Then, yeah. Um, well, then it, maybe so, that does make a little sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, yes, the fans will be upset, but at this point, I think what the fans are most went most crazy about was the recruiting, and yeah. if we can't get talent here then it's not – then what's the point? And a lot of these guys, we're going to be competing with Alabama and Georgia, somewhat Miami, to get these guys to come up here um, on a Saturday. It's going to – he wants to get them all here. And then if the guys want to go to, let's say, Alabama or Georgia for a Saturday, they can drive up to Gainesville. They have Good Friday off probably. And then they can just drive up to Gain, uh, up to Athens or Tuscaloosa right after the Florida spring right. game. I, I no, think that's smart. <laughs> That does it, it makes a lot of I, I didn't question whether it makes sense. I, I think it, there is some recruiting sense, but it does kind of send a message that you know this it's and, but you're absolutely right. What are the fans most upset about? Recruiting. That's to get these guys to come in is getting many elite players here as possible yep. on a day where they're not gonna have to compete with anybody else. They get the whole evening themselves for a scrimmage, it's gonna be on T V as well. They're going to be able to host a lot of these kids. And, um, yeah, it's bold. It is telling the fans that, hey, we care. Like, what we care about right now is making sure we get the best players in. And he even said yesterday in his press conference, we need players. And so I, I think it's a good strategy. I seriously doubt it's going to be like this every year. But um, Yeah, we'll right see. We we'll see how that goes. Players. I mean, yeah, it, it is an interesting plan. But, you're, you know, the thing is – I think the reason the reason I was not overly excited about it too was that it's not like these recruits are sitting home watching, uh, you know, watching spring games on Thursday nights. In fact, I don't know of anybody who's watching spring games on Thursday nights. So, um, I, but you're right. If you can, if you can, I mean, but if you create a, an atmosphere that's not great, is that going to help you with recruiting? That's that's the question I would have. And I don't know that it's going to be a great atmosphere because they're playing it on a Thursday night. That, that I'm I'm just questioning it. You know, I'm I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm I'm questioning the idea. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, well, you made good points on that. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, that's my take on it. Hope you have a good day, Pat. Thanks. Appreciate the call, uh, Patrick. And great name, by the way. Uh, 
by the way, the the uh, podcast with Patrick Young it should be up if you want to go. Yeah, in fact, I know it is. Uh, if you want to go look at that, it's uh, a lot of the things I'm saying right here. In fact, um, because we did talk about. Oh, oh, I I know what I want to talk about. The final four. Um, I, I I'm trying to generate enthusiasm for it. Uh, I just I, I I need to find a team to either love or hate, and I don't. I've never hated Duke. I've never loved Duke. I guess when Florida played him, I hated him. Like in that 2000, um, well, they played him in '99 and got killed by him, and they played him in 2000 in the tournament and beat him in the uh, Sweet 16 in. Uh, I'm pretty sure Duke was a one, too, seed. But I've never really – I had that much hatred for Duke the way some people do. and um, I don't really hate North Carolina. I mean, maybe because they're not in the conference. I don't know. Um, Villanova I have no feelings about. Kansas, I don't, I'm not a big Bill Self guy, but I, I, I tell you what, watching that team play and watching their fans, and because I've, I've said this before, that – they remind me of Kentucky fans, except they're younger and drunker, and that I'm staying with that. And they, they showed up for that game. I don't like Bill Self because he, I think he cheats, but everybody's cheating now, and it's almost like if you didn't cheat, what the hell was wrong with you? Why did you wait so long to start cheating? But that's not the way it's always been here, you know. So it's kind of a weird dynamic. In fact, I do want to talk about that. Um, the guy, the people that were uh, voted into the Florida Hall of Fame, and uh, it's 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 a great list. I love the list. One of them is Jeremy Foley. He goes in as a, I think it's called non-letterman Hall of Famer. It doesn't matter what you're in. The, you're going into a Hall of Fame. We had, we were talking to Coach Spurry about Hall of Fame the other day. He said he think I'm in ten, fourteen, maybe I don't know, ten or fourteen, somewhere in there. I'm like. Oh, to be in one Hall of Fame. What a speech that would be, though, if I I got put in a Hall of Fame. I don't know what Hall of Fame could possibly want me, but um, I would give a great speech, and it would be humble, very humble. Um, but, um, but for Jeremy to go in, of course, certainly worthy. I mean, the, the, he was actually in here last night. We uh, went over and talked to him after we got done with the radio show yesterday. I mean, what he, how he kind of transformed Florida athletics by making everybody, you know, giving everybody the opportunity, which is what Title IX was written to do, give you the opportunity. I think people look at Title IX in a different way than what the law is actually written, which is just have an opportunity. It's not, you've got to put as much money into this – no, it's about having an opportunity, and Jeremy was insistent on that, and that Jeremy was a very good hire of coaches, and he brought Billy Donovan here, which is the greatest greatest it ever was, and he brought Urban Meyer here. For all the people that – and look, I, I get sick of the people that say, well, that Bernie Matchin made that hire. No, he didn't. Bernie Matchin didn't convince Billy Donovan – to uh, Billy Donovan's wife to call Urban to talk to Shelley to make sure that he knew how good it was in Gainesville. Billy, I mean, 
you know, Bernie Matchin didn't outbid or outwork or out talk Notre Dame. Now, that was all Jeremy. Jeremy deserves 95% of the credit for hiring him. And, I, and people who say he doesn't, I, 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 I get offended by it. Now, you could make an argument that, okay, yeah, they won. They won a bunch, two national titles, but, you know, there were some questionable things that happened, and maybe they, they looked the other way too much, or they tried to solve problems rather than correct them. I, I, I would agree with that. But that was more within the football staff. When he brought Billy here, he brought Rhonda here, and he brought Tim here, and he brought Kevin here. And guess what? A lot of national championships. He brought, well, the Iron Mouse full-time, who's got, what, 10 <laughs> national titles. Uh, all right, let's get to the phones. And uh, Tony, I believe, is on the line. What's up, Tony? Hey, Pat, how are you? Good, good. What's up with you, man? I was I was reading the Pulitzer Prize worthy high five column uh, a little <laughs> earlier today. I I think we might have had the same stomach bug. I got back to Orlando late Sunday and get home and my wife is kind of pale anyway. She looks like Casper. She's hugging the toilet and I felt fine. And then about nine o'clock the next morning, I got it. So we might have had the same thing. How in the world could we get it? And I was in Thomasville, Georgia, and you were in Orlando, Florida, and we both got the same. But it sounds like the same thing. Yeah, it's allegedly it's going around the, the schools here too. But uh, well, anyway, I, but, I, don't, I yeah. don't envy anybody who gets it, and including you and your wife, who I've met, one of the few women in the world that actually thinks I'm not stupid. Um, well, maybe she does. You're not. You're not saying anything about that, Tony. Um, they, they just don't tell us. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it, it was violent and it was evil. It was an evil uh, flu bug. I mean, that, that wasn't a flu bug. That was a flu, I'm going <laughs> to wreak havoc on your entire in, internal system. I'm happy it didn't hit me on 95 headed home. I, I know that much. Oh, I, I thought about that. I mean, or what if it was? I was at the wedding, we were in the middle of the wedding, and I'm on the dance floor, and all of a sudden, <laughs> There, there was a rumor you, you might have torn up the dance floor the other night. I, I, I did my robot, and that was pretty much it. That's the only dance move I got. I, I, I'm not a, much of a dancer, but <laughs> I did the robot, and everybody always laughs, and then I walk away, and that's it. It's almost like that where Costanza wants to walk out on a, on a good line, so he's like, "All right, right. goodbye, everybody." <laughs> am I, am I a, am I a bad, am I a bad uh, baseball fan for thinking that like? The season might be teetering on these two games with every with the next few weekends that are in front of us. I, I look. The problem is it may be, and I I'm I'm not that optimistic with what. Uh, obviously, they don't have a second and third starting pitcher, and when they their first starting pitcher didn't do the job, and they were able to kind of piece things together and and take the lead, and you're like, all right, steal this one, and then who knows right. what if you can just win two out of three on the road, that's always good. But to lose that game, you know, I don't, I don't see them coming back and winning both games. But, you know, I mean, it's a long season, but it's, it's getting shorter every day. I was going to say it also gets longer when you can't win two out of three every weekend, and all of a sudden, uh, you yeah. know, Arkansas is coming to town, which is another Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, and um, that's that is the kind of uh, the, the the theme you have to have is is win every series, and that was I, I love that about right. Bobby Cox was the best at that. 
Win, win the series. Don't worry about winning every game. Just win the series. Win every series. Right. Yep. I did. I did get a kick out of Acton getting plunked last night. That that uh, I don't think it was on purpose, but it might have been. But it was still funny. Um, well, it, that, it, it, I don't think. I wonder if anybody has ever played consecutive games against infielders that were on your team before. Right. Because Florida <laughs> did with Carry On and Acton. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, we'll. We'll see what happens, and uh, you know it's it's the Bob month, which which means uh, all things are good. So hopefully they'll turn it around. Well, Tony, as I, I I tweeted out today, today is or today's the first day of April, which means the two biggest tournaments of the year, the Masters and the Bob Dooley Invitational, are both That's in the right. same month. We're ready to yep. go. Can't wait, man. See you soon. All right, Tony. Great to talk to you. We do have to take a break. We'll do that. Uh, I know the people are out recruiting. Guess for us. Uh, I think guys are late arriving. Let's put it that way. But hopefully we'll get somebody in here pretty soon to talk about this uh, great thing that they're doing here at Steve Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. If you're if you want to get a call in, still still got plenty of time if you want to do that. And of course, this hour is brought to you by Meldon Law. Meldon Law won't back down, and neither will I as I take this break here on the tailgate, ESPN 98.1 FM and 8:50 AM WRUF. Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Daniel Haviv. Tonight, Gators baseball looks to bounce back from a tough loss to Georgia. They play the Bulldogs at 6 p.m., so be sure to tune in for coverage here at 5.55 p.m. Gators Gymnastics is taking part in the NCAA regional competition. They will be competing in the regional finals against Auburn, Kentucky, and Denver this Saturday. The 7th-ranked Gators softball team has a weekend series against the 17th-ranked Auburn Tigers. Both the men's and women's tennis teams are in action this weekend. The men are taking on LSU and Vanderbilt, while the women are going against Kentucky and also Vanderbilt. Finally, Gators track and field is hosting the Florida Pepsi Relays as part of their outdoor season. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Daniel Haviv. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Every morning, I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that sight is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida, and with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo, and if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small, they do it all, from service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way, you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021, or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Hey, it's Kyle from Leonardo's. We're rolling along in 2022 as happy, healthy, and hungry as ever. You know, a big priority for me is to support as many local charities as possible, so check out the Leonardo's Facebook and Instagram pages to keep up with all of our fundraising efforts, topped off by being a title sponsor of the Bob Dooley Invitational. We're already ahead of our goal to donate $50,000 this year, so help us help the Gainesville community, baked since 1976, and it feels like we're just getting started. Aw, Jeff, did I mention the tailgate 10? 
The springtime is packed with Gator Sports, and it gives us a great chance to show off the Gator gear. Let everybody know who you're rooting for. So you probably already have enough shirts and tanks and tees and hats, but I bet you don't have enough accessories to accompany the orange and blue. But with one visit to Oaks Jewelry, they'll get you looking as good as the Gators do on the field. For more than 30 years, Oaks Jewelry has been making people all over town sparkle with a great selection of quality fine jewelry at the best possible prices. Engagement rings, necklaces, bracelets, diamonds, pendants, handbags, watches, and just watch all the compliments that you'll get with a piece you pulled from Oaks Jewelry. A proud member of the Gainesville Area Chamber of Commerce, Oaks Jewelry is the one-stop shop for all your jewelry needs. Check them out online at oaksjewelry.com or find them on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community. Its Veterans Making a Difference program honors over 20,000 veterans in North Central Florida. We're here for our veterans, our community, and we'll be there when you need someone on your side after a serious accident. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. Sports scene with Steve Russell, weekdays at noon, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. All right, welcome back to the tailgate. Second hour, as always, brought to you by Melvin Law. Appreciate uh, everybody. Appreciate them for hosting us here in the podcast room at Steve Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. We're out here to uh, see some great stars. Hopefully, we get somebody on here. But I, I, I think guys are late in arriving. Because the actual party doesn't start till six, and they were supposed to get here at five to do some autograph things, but I think they're a little late. But if we don't get anybody, we'll get through it. <laughs> That's what we do. Um, I did want to talk about the Hall of Fame because we talked about Jeremy Foley going in, which was a no-brainer. You knew that was going to happen. But the guy, other guys who got in, or the other people who got in, I shouldn't say guys because, wait a minute. We know that, wow, there's only one woman who went in this, is going in this year, and that is uh, Michelle Moultrie, who I'm surprised wasn't in already. But um, Jeff Demps, obviously, you know, to win two national championships and I mean, two different sports, how many guys do that? How many people do that in the world? I wonder what the, that list looks like, to win national championships in different sports. Now, you can't count – Track and indoor track, or track and cross cross country, but track and football are two different sports. Now his speed was a major factor, obviously, but certainly great to see him go in. And look, as a football player, as good as he was, and Jeff Demps was a really good player. He was perfect for what Urban Meyer wanted. He wanted those fast guys. Him and Chris Rainey being the main guys that were a part of that. Um, and they would, you know, be on punt block and punt, punt return. So that speed was a huge factor as well. But 
Jeff Timms doesn't get in just with the football. We know that. But he gets in with both and winning national championships at both and being really good at both. And and I think it's way deserving. There's no question about it. Um, also, Joe Hayden gets in. And I, I made this comment on the podcast, and maybe I'll get some response here. Obviously, you don't get response on a podcast because you're not doing it to – an audience. I mean, you're doing it to an audience, but you, they're not getting response. It's like doing it. It's a difference. Podcasting is like doing a uh, a movie, okay? And you know me, being the movie star that I am. Um, but a podcast is like a movie because you don't get the immediate response. You don't like later. You might, hey, that was a great interview, or this was that, or but you, you know, you're not asking for calls. Radio is kind of like doing stand up, you know, where you're you're getting immediate response from people who call in. Um but I, I, I did say this on the podcast this is the only reason I'm making this convoluted point. And that is that if you're listing if you're making a list of the greatest DBs or how about greatest cornerbacks? Corner, not quarter, corner backs of all time. Joe Hayden's definitely on your list, and he's really high up. And I'm not sure. I mean, like, I'm always, I've always been a big fan of Lito Shepard. I've always thought Lito Shepard might be the best. Kiwan, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I, I, to me, it's like a Kiwan, Lito, Steve Tannen battle, like those kind of guys. And, and those of you who don't know who Steve Tannen was, uh, he'll be here in just a few minutes, I'm sure. Um, Great player, great, great player back in the 60s, of course. Now, doesn't mean he wasn't a great player. Okay, that's my point. And I'm trying to think of a corner that was better. You know, Fred Weary was really good. Yeah, I, I like Fred Weary a lot. You could make an argument for him. You know, Anthone as a senior was, was really good. Joe Hayden, though, is in the argument for best corner ever at Florida. So great that he went in. Um, Connor Dwyer, the swimmer, Olympic swimmer, certainly deserving. Uh, I mentioned Michelle Moultrie and Chandler Parsons, which uh, is great. I mean, the guy was the SEC player of the year. And uh, obviously what he's been to has been really tough. Uh, was in an accident. Somebody, I, I, I don't even want to, I've got to be careful what I say because it could come up in a lawsuit, but, I think he was a drunk driver that, that hit him. And uh, Chandler was in bad shape for a while, but now he's doing fine. Uh, he's done with basketball. So um, he got in. Christian Taylor, great track a athlete. And, of course, um, Mike Zanino. I'm sure Jeff's happy with that, that, Z that Mike Zanino's getting in. Of course, Mike uh, lives, lives here, not right now, because he's at spring training. And as we know, baseball is right around the corner. I don't know if you're excited about it. Also, um, your your feelings on this Final Four are you are you fired up for it? Are you excited about it? Are you are you going to watch it? Are you are you are you saying, look, Duke North Carolina nine nine thirty or whatever time it starts? That may be something I got to stay up for. I don't know. I don't know what how other people feel about it. I, I'm having a hard time getting motivated. Let's go to Porter. How about that? And we will talk to him here on the tailgate. What's up, Porter? 
Hey, um, uh, before I forget, uh, who was it? Was it was it a Lito that ran back? I think against Kentucky, ran back two punts for touchdowns right that was, before that was, time? That, that was Jack Wes. No, 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 uh, no. That was that's I, who I it was. So. Yeah. That's who it was. Okay, was it? I just for some some reason I remembered it as being. Uh, Lita ran one back at the very end of the half against um, against might, South Carolina. Kentucky, but it was definitely two in a row because he was like he was totally winded, and it's like uh, no, that was Jaquez because he has what? asthma, and he actually after the game when I talked to him, I, he said, "Man, I I told guys get off me, I can't breathe because he was so winded." <laughs> okay. I don't know why for some reason I thought this. Yeah, that, was, uh, that just brought back a little bit of memory. How about uh, Jarvis Williams? You didn't put him in there. He's Certainly a great corner. Yeah, um, he was great. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Although, Pete, I will say this. I think as we've gotten further into the um, passing game being a big part of it, the corners are even more valuable and certainly are, mm-hmm. uh, I think, more appreciated now. Yeah. I heard a story today, on, I think, on Chuck Oliver, actually. Um, uh, one of the, Somebody who covers the Gators was his guest. And somehow it was, they, were, they ended up talking about uh, um, Joe Hayden. And um, it, it, was, it was apparently a tenth, like a number 10 wide receiver when he got here. And he was like, Man, I got to play. I'm not going to play somewhere. Hey, you ever played wide receiver? And apparently that's how he ended up there. I didn't know that. But um, I hope it's a true story. Cause I'm, well, you know, but, I know his freshman year he was playing a position that he – he was struggling with it at, at DB, but but and that defense was just terrible. But it was mainly because they had uh, so many young guys out there. We was freshman Joe Hayden, freshman Major Wright, um, freshman defensive tackle um, Mike Pouncey. You know, mm-hmm. um, they they just they just did they had most of their guys had left, and um, that that defense was awful in '07. Okay. Yeah, I just say that I hadn't heard that. that. I, I'm sure I probably forgot it, but he said showing up as a wide receiver, and then you know, he was tough on that chart. I mean, I got to get on the field somewhere. And then apparently, yeah, like, this guy's too good to sit on the sideline. I remember one question. Do you remember this? Uh, somebody thought, thought I was making it up. I can't remember who said it, but it was about uh, Javon Kirst when he got here. And we're going to redshirt him because he's too big to play linebacker and or too big to play safety and too fast to play linebacker. Yeah, so we registered no. him, and he wasn't going to be—he wasn't going to be around here four or five years anyway. Like, I always thought that was a, a stupid quote, but um. Well, don't I forget, can't. he came here as a safety, so um, you know, I, I think everybody was blown away when he turned out to be this incredible rush edge and and mm-hmm. went on to have a great NFL career. I, you know, I mean, I, but I not that many guys are called the freak. I remember reading that quote and thinking it didn't make any sense at the time, and then looking back a year later, saying, "Why the hell did we redshirt that guy? Because he was too big to play safety and too fast to play linebacker." Like, but, uh, well, he was too big to play safety. I don't know if he was. I don't know if anybody's too fast to play linebacker. Right, <laughs> that's a problem you can handle. But um, anyway, hey, did uh, did, uh, did you listen to the, to the game last night? Uh, on the on the TV broadcast, or did you have Jeff? Some reason I couldn't get it synced up, so I was stuck with the. TV I, I listened to the TV, and it was hard. And it, that, but that's the yeah, way it is. With they, with, they were definitely not unbiased. We were talking. No, about no, and, and you know what? Truly, homers. When Jeff does the games on the SEC network, or on, he's not unbiased either. I mean, he. He's 
a lot more straight. He's a lot closer. He's like, he knows he knows, he knows it's, it's not the same when he does radio. Well, the weird he's thing was the guy. other guy was from Georgia Tech. I don't even know who it was, but <laughs> yeah, whatever. It was not very. Did um did uh did you did they say anything about how 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 uh, the, the official distance on Fabian's shot? Because I man, I for, just from no. the angles we had, it was a. Oh, they showed it like they showed the trees and it never came down. I don't know if they just didn't have the cameras in the right spot, but you could tell from the, the center fielder and the left fielder, it just sucked me and win the game. All right, be safe. Have a good weekend. Go Gators. Yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, yeah, it was a – as soon as he hit it, I went, oh, God, <laughs> that ball is way out of here. I mean, and I was, you know, I was getting a little excited. I, I as, as excited as I get laying on my recliner watching – baseball by myself i just kind of raised my hands in the air but unfortunately uh did not end well as we know so um anyway we got to get a break we'll do that we'll come back with more of your phone calls and maybe maybe we'll get a couple guests in here we're still waiting for people to start showing up here a lot of people are showing up at spurs believe me it's packed right now but uh we we are hoping that some of the Former Gator greats will show up uh, or come here. Show up with here is what I'm saying. Show up in the podcast room at Spurs Gridiron Grill. I, I, I didn't make no sense with anything I just said, but we'll take a break and maybe I'll have some sense when we come back here on the tailgate. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM. W-R-U-F. Well, we all hope to be at the top of our game with everything we do. Hard work certainly helps, but so does preventing things from going haywire. So for me, it's maintaining my physique with a little less gummy bears. For those with AC units, it's a maintenance plan that'll keep you cool all year long. And there is nobody better at it than Crystal Air and Water. They've got fast service and flat rates with no surprises, no contracts, no pressure, and you can cancel anytime. Their four-tier preventative maintenance plan has something to suit whatever need you have. So when you need to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game, a call to Crystal Air and Water is one you want to make. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out and enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into all full pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. As you look online at all the Facebook pages, the TikToks, and the tweets, there are resolutions everywhere. Heck, even Dooley is resolving to lift some weights and not to suck at golf so badly this year. So I told him the one-stop shop to fix up both is Play It Again Sports. If you have things you want to get better at for 2022, check out their bikes, their exercise equipment, their gloves and bats, and even their slew of Frisbees for a little Frisbee golf. They are the place for just about anything. And if you have anything just laying around don't use anymore, well, bring it in for some cold 
cold hard cash or trade it up for something snazzy. Play It Again is the perfect place to find whatever you are looking for. And it's located right on University and 34th Street, so it's easy to find. And I'm there all the time, so I just might see you at Play It Again Sports. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. It was nice to get a brief break from shower and thunderstorm activity today. Dry conditions, I think, will continue through the overnight hours. Partly cloudy skies and lows fall into the middle 50s by early tomorrow morning. By the afternoon, clouds will begin to increase and rain and thunderstorm chances will also move in, especially later in the day. Some of the storms may be on the strong side, especially south of Ocala, drying out by Sunday. From the UF Weather Center, meteorologist Justin Ballard. This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. Uh, Dave Roberts, the Dodger manager, was on with us yesterday, and he, uh, he had a guarantee for the Dodgers this season. We are winning the World Series in 2022. Put it on record. So what's the fallout if you don't win it? Oh, you said you guarantee. Okay, he believes in his team. But I appreciate, you know, Dave making the guarantee. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Start rolling in right off the red carpet by one of the greats to ever play here at quarterback Donald Donald Gaffney is joining us right now. How are you doing? Man? I'm doing fine, Pat. I've, um, I, you know, I feel I feel real good. I was actually uh, actually um, looking forward to getting out playing some golf tomorrow. Well, I'm going to bypass that. Uh, you know, I've had some problems with my back recently, but I'm okay. I wasn't going to do anything like anything keep me from. Uh, Coming out and enjoying these wonderful festivities, um, meeting uh, meeting again some of the old teammates that I that I played with right. and some of the other Gator greats that I've admired uh, from afar for so many years, and this is a wonderful cause, you know this this Leonard George and Willie Jackson uh, scholarship endowment golf tournament. So I'm I'm real grateful for having an opportunity to be here. Well, I would think for you it it, it really holds a lot of weight because you're being the first African American there were start a quarterback at Florida. Of course, we all know the famous Auburn game. Um, I know the score, 12-8. See, I can remember that. You got it. I can't remember it. I can't remember scores from last year's games, but I can remember 12-8. And I can remember you fumbling at the end of the game. You and, got it. And they, and they got a touchdown, and you came off the field crying. I remember all that. And that's amazing. You, you, you're absolutely right, Pat. But, of course, you followed uh, the Gators closer than anybody that I've ever known, to be quite candid. But then you're right about that. I know, you know, it's hard for me to forget that moment, um, here we are. All we got to do is put the ball, put 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 the ball away. I mean, and uh, we we were leading at that point, twelve uh, to twelve nothing. nothing yeah. And uh, you know, we got the ball deep, and our defense made a great stop there. Is what happened. So, offense. All we got to do is kneel and twice, and it's over. We ran a play um, that caused me to read, and I did. And all I had to do really is go down, but I I tried to slip the guy and make a yard or two more. The ball got away from me. Lesson learned. It was my first start, but not the first game I played in, so I should have known better. And I felt real bad about that because 
it gave uh, Auburn an opportunity to come in and take that goose egg off the board. Uh, that goose egg, that zero that our defense actually earned, uh, and it's, it, it hasn't haunted me, but it, it really troubled me. And making that uh, mistake helped me the last couple of years here at Florida and beyond because I uh, would think before I act. I had, uh, we had Jimmy DeBose on the show uh, a couple days ago, and we were talking about, and, and, and look, there's a lot of newbies here in this program that right. don't understand what Jimmy DeBose was, okay? <laughs> they don't get what 1,300 yards rushing is. That's right. In which, the SEC. In the SEC, <laughs> yeah. But that must have been, it, I mean, how, what percentage do you think were, were reads for you in that wishbone and what percentage were direct handoffs? Direct handoffs, yeah. We rarely called direct handoffs unless we were putting the game away. You know what I mean? I mean, there's no doubt in anybody's mind we're going to just hand this thing to Jimmy right. and let him do what he's got to do. The other stuff was, um, you know, the majority of those 1,300 yards, that was just tough Jimmy DuBose, you know. And we, um, uh, you know, Jimmy was such a great fullback. I mean, really, he was smart. And we worked, as you know, very hard on that facet of the triple option because it begins with the quarterback and the fullback. And uh, I could just take that thing and step in there, and if I feel, if I have doubts, I just let Jimmy have it. You know what I mean? And, yeah. you know, he would uh, get those three, four yards, and after a while he'll, you know, uh, he'll, he'll break a 20 or 25-yarder. You know, I saw some long Jimmy DuBose touchdowns. You know what I mean? Uh, we were talking about the 80-yarder against the Mississippi State on the yes, first play. Yeah. Yes, on the very first play. And yeah. that was strange because that was a direct handoff. That wasn't the trouble. Was it? You know, and a, a lot of people thought, you know, may find that hard to believe. You don't run the uh, triple option when you're backed up that deep. No. And yeah. um, we just handed it to Jimmy. We were trying to get a little bit more room. Uh, and... Um, he took that thing 80 yards. I couldn't uh, 80 yards. And nobody was – they weren't catching him from behind. I, I don't think anybody wanted to run into him, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But, I mean, for you, I mean, when you're, when you're getting recruited to come here, and I know your coach is going to be here today, Doug Dickey. Yeah. Um, what was – I mean, were you not looking at Florida before because they weren't taking uh, black uh, players and they certainly yeah. weren't playing black quarterbacks. No, not at all. You know, the SEC uh, is uh, is something that I studied over the years. Uh, you know, we got the Gators, you know, Gators was our team. And, you know, every Sunday with, uh, you know, the late Dick Stratton, we'd see Florida football highlights with Coach Graves. And I, um, you know, we, we didn't miss them. My brothers and I, um, at the church, we'd catch that. And it oh, was just yeah. exciting. And I, I, didn't I, know, I used to, I, I mean, you know I look forward to the Ray Graves show. The yeah. Ray Graves show. But, and, you know, we didn't even know what, um, uh, uh, I, I meant the Ray Graves show. We didn't even know what, where Gainesville was, to be honest with you. <laughs> All we knew was that there was some place called Gatorland. And, um, and that's where the Gators were. And uh, to be candid with you, um, Coach Dickey started, um, well, Tennessee started, um, sending uh, inquiries about me uh, when I was a junior in high school, uh, sophomore, but beginning of my junior year. And uh, it was ironic. I uh, liked Coach Dickey, what I'd seen of him from afar, but I, I love the Gators. And um, I can still remember, and you may recall the game between Tennessee and Florida in Jacksonville, the last game. Oh, yeah. Coach Dickey. Yep. It was unbelievable. I was working that game selling drinks. And, um, <laughs> we, yeah. we have something in common. Yeah, we you're right. That's we both right. sold drinks sold in drinks. a football game. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, I had no idea what was going to come next, you know. And um, uh, Coach Dickey, um, you know, right after that game, became the head coach of the University of Florida very soon after that one. 
and that pretty much solidified um, what I was going to do. Um, I was still recruited um, by uh, a number of schools, but uh, my heart belonged to Gatorland. Do you, do you think, I mean, how much do you give credit to Coach Dickey for the courage that he had? And, again, it started with Ray Graves. Yes. Uh, who recruited uh, both Leonard and, and, and Willie. And Willie yeah. But but the courage to, to increase those numbers, or do you think it was just, hey, I want to get good, and he, here's where I'm going to get good? No, baby, I'll tell you, I, I, you know, Coach Dickey was sensational. He, and and I've I said this many times over the years. You know, he, he is one of the most wonderful individuals I've ever been around. He's a real man. Um, you know, my father loved Coach Dickey. Uh, I love Coach Dickey today, my grandfather. Coach Dickey was just a man, he, you know, he was straightforward with his players. He would protect his players. Mm -hmm. He would tell you the truth. So, in other words, if you weren't playing well, Don, if you're not playing well, you're not playing well. The things you need to do, you know. Right. Um, and there, there, so, so, you know, it wasn't always, uh, you know, those, those tender moments when he, you know, he put his arm around me and said, <laughs> okay, it's going to be okay. You know, Don, that's not the way that goes. You know better than that, you know. Um, we didn't even talk about the fact that I was the first black quarterback at the University of Florida. Um, did you, re I mean, did you realize what a big deal it was? You know what I was about to say, Pat, because we talked about this before. <laughs> I was reminded <laughs> <laughs> um, right after I, I signed with the Gators, um, I was reminded that I was the first uh, black quarterback that had signed with the University of Florida and the second black quarterback to sign uh, with an SEC. Who was the first? Uh, Conrad Holloway, Tennessee. I was going to uh, say Conrad Holloway. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought he was a year after you. Yeah. Okay. He, was, he was before me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he was already at Tennessee. And ironically, I've been, uh, when I was at Reigns, uh, Kenny Lambert, uh, who was a great player from Jacksonville, went to Jackson High School. Mm -hmm. Kenny had signed with Tennessee and was there uh, the freshman year with Condridge and came back that summer, summer and was telling us how great Holloway was. I never heard of the guy. You know, I didn't know anything about him. Um, he hadn't been on the field yet. Freshman couldn't play yet. Um, the very next year, I'm getting ready to come out of Reigns and, and enter the University of Florida. The rule was changed, and freshman could play. That's right, yeah. And so now Holloway's a sophomore, and was in the he was battling at that time for the starting job at Tennessee. And of course, I was coming uh, to the University of Florida to try to learn what it meant to be a quarterback. Uh, so he was way ahead of me in that respect. Uh, David uh, had a great year. David Bowden had a great year. Uh, which was his sophomore year. Uh, I think he won the SEC passing title. He did. he did, yeah. You know, and David was a tremendous quarterback. So I knew that uh, I had time. There was no pressure. I had time to get myself ready uh, to be a big-time quarterback. Um, I did realize that, um, you know, um, it, it would come a lot sooner than it did. Um, I got a chance to play, as you know, Pat, in a few games, a mop-up duty in a few games, um, as the early part of my sophomore year, um, I played in a couple of games as a freshman. I might as well say a couple of series as a freshman. Um, one happened to be against Alabama. So I was getting bits and pieces. But as we got deep into my second year, um, things started going bad for us. We had some tremendous injuries. One was well, Nat, Nat Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you lose a, a talent like Nat, um, you're in trouble. Um, we lost Nat, and, and we lost some other speed uh, on our offense. We had to move Big Vince to tail back. Um, you know, Coach made some changes in our offensive front, and um, we went to a type of an offense, type of a veer offense that was um, more suited to what I could do. I was a passer coming to Reigns, I mean, coming from Reigns. 
and I was determined uh, to show that I can that I could throw the ball. I was looking forward to that, and um, I think I did okay at the end of my sophomore year. And lo and behold, that spring, the very next spring, we um, were introduced to the wishbone. Yep. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And um, I don't recall um, how many wishbone teams actually took a serious interest in Don Gaffney, uh, but I do know this. I was going to avoid every wishbone team that uh, came my way. <laughs> and I was familiar with Texas and yeah, Oklahoma and yeah. schools like that. Well, they weren't interested in me, and I wasn't interested in them. And all of a sudden, we're in spring practice, and we're introduced to the wishbone. Wow. Uh, unbelievable how that all worked out. Hey, uh, we appreciate you being here, and we know that it's a great cause and uh, one of the great quarterbacks ever to play here. We do have to get a break. We're up against a break. But thank you so much for joining me. It's always great talking to you, Don. I always enjoy it. Pat, I always enjoy talking to you, partner. All right, we'll t- um, good to see you. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more of the tailgate. We'll wrap it up here with the great Carlos Alvarez. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Daniel Haviv. We have a busy weekend ahead for Gators sports. It all starts tonight as the Gators baseball team continues their road series against the Georgia Bulldogs. The game starts at 6 p.m., but coverage begins here at 5.55 p.m. The 7th-ranked Gators softball team also has a series this weekend as they travel to Auburn to take on the 17th-ranked Tigers. Gators Gymnastics has advanced to the regional finals as they will be taking on Auburn, Kentucky, and Denver this Saturday. Gators Women's Volleyball continues their spring season when they take on UCF tomorrow night. Gators Track and Field is hosting the Florida Pepsi Relays as part of their outdoor season. And lastly, the first-ranked Gators tennis team is taking on LSU and Vanderbilt this weekend. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Daniel Haviv. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. You've been hearing about it. Now it's here. IDC Spectacular Storewide Spring Sale. Friday through Sunday, you save up to 20% storewide. Plus, take advantage of up to three years zero interest financing. You know when International Diamond Center has a sale, it's the real deal. And this is the big one. Designers are here with their entire collections. Rings, earrings, bands, bracelets, and yes, thousands of engagement ring mountings. I mean, you can't miss this. Up to 20% savings storewide. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only at International Diamond Center. At Celebration Point on approved credit. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. They gave me a new mouth. (laughs) I'm stunned at how much more confidence that I have now because I have a real mouth that that I don't have to cover. My dentist for the past 30 years, I feel like he got to a place where I wasn't sure what to do with me here. The biggest deal was they gave me an overall plan. This is where we're headed. This is what we're going to do and then work through that plan. It is a place where you can come, enjoy your time here, have pretty dramatic work done, pain-free, and then be very pleased with the results. And you leave with friends. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Spring has sprung, and with the warmer temperatures, it's time to heat up your outdoor entertainment. Hi, this is Tom Collette at Electronics World. Upgrade your outdoor space now with the latest gear at Electronics World. With outdoor TVs from Sunbright and Samsung, outdoor speakers from Yamaha, Sonance, Speakercraft, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. We've got everything you need to entertain your family and friends. 
Come see and hear for yourself at Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. I'm Mick Hubert, voice of the Gators, and you're listening to The Tailgate on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the flagship of the Florida Gators. All right, we are back here. We only have about two minutes to go because, unfortunately, I forgot about baseball tonight, which starts at 6 o'clock, but we are joined by the one of the legends of uh, Florida football, Carlos Alvarez, a great Carlos Alvarez. So we, we, he's always got to be. How you doing? It's good to see you here. I'm doing great. Great seeing you. Great seeing you, and always, always great to be in Gainesville. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's great to be here for this cause, and, I mean, you, you had to go through – some stuff too, as a as we saw in the documentary, that was unbelievable. So well done. Yeah, I I had to go through stuff, but what they had to go through was hell. Yeah, you know, and I, uh, yeah, and uh, growing up, uh, you know, um, it was early on on the Cuban uh, immigration, and there were some people in Miami that were not happy about it, and I, uh, I, you know, and my brothers, uh, we we got you know a few times where it got really difficult for us. In a way, that's what made me realize just uh, the great courage of somebody like uh, Leonard George and yeah. Billy Jackson and uh, an appreciation for that. So even though that happened to me, I'm glad it did because I have such an appreciation for what African-Americans do. Absolutely. And, and that's why you're here. And we appreciate you being here. I wish we could spend more time, uh, but I appreciate you being coming by and saying hello because I'm, you know me, I'm your biggest fan. Always great to you. We got to get out of here uh, for uh, Gator Baseball. Jeff Cardoza will take over. We'll get out of here. Appreciate everybody for being here and for being on the show. See ya. Great. That was a good uh, I'm scheduled programming to bring you Gators Baseball here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and it's time for another Gator Game Day right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Florida baseball is on the air. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Campus USA Credit Union, shining strong since 1935. Visit CampusCU.com to join today. UF Health, we care for your heart with all of ours. Visit heart.ufhealth.org to learn more. Oak Havoc at the University of Florida. For senior Gators fans who want to relive their college days, visit oakhammock.org. Pet Paradise, where pet fanatics take their pets to play. And by Florida Dairy Farmers, celebrating more than 35 years of building a strong and healthy Gator Nation. Coverage of Florida baseball begins now. playing of our national anthem we welcome you into gator baseball live tonight from foley field on the campus of the university of georgia game two of this three game series between the georgia bulldogs and the florida gators 
Hi, everybody. I'm Steve Russell. Jeff Cardozo is alongside. And Baron Easterling, our producer tonight, a gorgeous, sunshiny day and a perfect night for baseball tonight. And let's hope it's a better night for the Gators tonight, Jeff. The Gators had a chance to win yesterday. Georgia, give them credit, a ninth-inning rally. They steal a victory from Florida, and now you try to even up the series. Yeah, everything looked great. Fabian hits the two-run homer, and you're thinking, all right, just got to get three more outs. But Georgia had the, the top of their order up, and I think, it's sort of the way that things have gone this season when the Gators have not done well. They've walked guys and they've hit guys, and they haven't been able to pitch uh, successfully because of that, and that's exactly what happened. You you walk a guy with one out, and you hit a guy, and now all of a sudden the, the two runs to tie the game are on base, and then you get one extra base hit, and then boom, all of a sudden it's over. So Florida just needs to do a, a much better job of not issuing the free passes goes back to heck what we saw in LSU when you hit eight guys it's just it's unacceptable especially at this level and I think Kevin O'Sullivan would tell you the same thing yeah and Florida's earner on average in SEC games is not good it's over seven and that's not going to win you a, a whole lot of games the Gators have hit the ball pretty well Brandon Sproke gets the start tonight and Jeff you just hope with his stuff that he can be consistent and throw strikes and give the Gators some innings tonight he's got to be the the Brandon Sproke that we've seen him be this year I mean you look at the, the first four starts of the year, one run, one run, no runs, no runs, and it was no runs and, and six and a third down in a hostile environment against Miami where he threw 102 pitches. So it's in him. But then ever since then, Seton Hall, he, he got roughed up in six innings. Alabama, he was horrible. And then LSU, he was horrible. So it's been back-to-back weekends really where he has not thrown well. And, and if he doesn't throw well, then I'm not sure the Gators are going to have much of a chance because – it's the starters that are the key to this rotation because there's still so many question marks in the bullpen. And the way that Scott Strickland did it, uh, his best statistical starter, Jonathan Cannon, is pitching tonight because he said he wanted to keep him in his normal Friday night uh, time slot to pitch. That certainly worked out because now they have a game up in the series and a chance with their best guy to win too. Yeah, I think it's huge for them. The, the strategy worked by holding him back, and you know they felt maybe we can at least go get one with Cannon today. But that's why Sprout has to be just as good. Sprout has the ability to be as good as Hunter Barco. So it's not like it would be then, you know, the advantage for Georgia if Sprout can throw the way he does. But Jonathan Cannon's a guy that's going to reach 96 with his fastball. He's got a slider, a cutter, a changeup. He's already been the SEC Pitcher of the Week twice. And knowing the uh, the Gators and the way that they've hit against good pitching, it, it could be three times if they're not careful. You know, one of the things that's interesting to me, Jeff, we were talking about it before going on air, the Gators are going to go in this gauntlet in the SEC – but some of the so-called lesser teams, Kentucky took two out of three from Georgia. Auburn beat LSU yesterday. Auburn has a better record in the SEC than LSU and Florida has. So it isn't just the, the Tennessees of the world. You better be ready to play every week in this league. Yeah, I think, um, you know, what we consider probably the worst team in the league, Missouri, even almost took two out of three against Arkansas. And, and if not for one bad inning on Sunday, they would have won two out of three. So it is. It, it's a grind. It's a gauntlet, whatever you want to say. Florida just has to be consistent, and I think that's what Kevin O'Sullivan is wanting for. They haven't week in and week out, week in, week in, out, been consistent enough to, to be one of the better programs in this league. And I know it's in them, but they started. They got to start showing it. Georgia 20-6 and six overall, 4-3 and three in the SEC. The Gators 18-8 and eight overall, 3-4 and four in the SEC. Back with our starting lineups and start of tonight's game, Florida at Georgia. That's next as you listen to Gator Baseball on the Gator Sports Network from Learfield. 
Comfort Tip Heating and Air, a proud sponsor of Florida Gators Baseball, has been delivering peace of mind to Gators fans in the Gainesville and surrounding areas for more than 35 years. Comfort Tip, where comfort is our business and peace of mind is our promise. For more information or to schedule your next heating and air conditioning service or duct cleaning estimate, go to ComfortTemp.com. That's ComfortTemp.com. Comfort Temp Heating and Air, keeping you chill since 1985. Call 332-COOL today and go Gators. College basketball is back on Sirius XM. On SEC Radio, there's live coverage for every college basketball team in the conference, including live games, plus 24-7 talk and analysis. So cheer along online or on the Sirius XM app and listen to your favorite team anywhere. And now as a college student, you can stream your first three months of Sirius XM for $1. Fees and taxes apply. See other details and subscribe now at SiriusXM.com slash SEC Basketball. We welcome you back to sun-drenched Athens, Georgia. Foley Field, the site of game two of this three-game series between the uh, Gators and uh, the Bulldogs. Crowd expected to be a complete sellout as the crowd continues to uh, trickle in here. Some shadows right now that will uh, mess up the uh, the hitter as the pitcher is in the sunshine. The hitter's in the shadows, and that's going to make it even tougher to hit Georgia's best arm. And that is a uh, guy that has been terrific this year, Jonathan Cannon. A six-foot-six-inch, 215-pound right-hander, and he will face this lineup for the Gators today. Kobe Halter, the second baseman, leads off. Judd Fabian plays center, bats second. Sterling Thompson in the three-hole. He's the right fielder. Wyatt Langford in left field bats cleanup. B.T. Ryapel, the catcher, bats fifth. Kendrick Kalilau plays first base and hits sixth. Derek Fabian, the third baseman, bats seventh. Josh Rivera, the shortstop, hits eighth. And Matt Cassetti, once again, the DH, he bats ninth. Defensively for Georgia, Connor Tate, Ben Anderson, Cheney Rogers in the outfield left to right. Josh McAllister, Cole Tate, Corey Acton, Parks Harbor. The infield third to first, Fernando Gonzalez will catch the righty Jonathan Cannon. Five and one with a 1.96 ERA. 41 in the third innings, just 24 hits and nine earned runs. How about this? One walk, 43 strikeouts. Teams 163 against him for the play-by-play. Here's Jeff Cardozo. All right, yeah, he's been incredible. Where well, first pitch is hit out towards short, and a nice backhanded play by Cole Tate. He will snag Colby Halter at first base. So Halter got a fastball, tried to hit it the other way, and instead it's one pitch, one out. Bang, bang play at first base. Halter really went down the line, ran hard, and I thought he thought they were going to.